G'day and welcome to this latest edition of the Big W Podcast. I'm Kevin Hillier. Another nail-biting finish on the weekend. Another very close result. Another very competitive effort from the boys, but unfortunately, no four points. We'll get into the details of that fairly shortly, but uh, welcome to the podcast. Coming up, Mark Penaluna will join us, the CEO of the Werribee Football Club. Tell us uh, about what's going on around the club and a couple of other little interesting bits and pieces that have been happening around VFL football in general. And uh, Hamish McGinnis, you'll meet Hamish for the first time. He's uh, just joined us in our community development uh, area, so I'll find out what Hamish's role is and what Hamish is all about a little later on. Of course, this is all thanks to our terrific sponsors of our podcast, the Australian Building Company, ABC Homes, uh, making uh, homes affordable once again, and they have homes for unbelievable prices. Check out the Display Village at New Haven Display at Tarnit. And you'll be able to take advantage of that first home buyer's offer for 99k. Skybus, you'll see them all around Werribee heading to the airport. If you're after fast, frequent and affordable airport transfers with a special little discount for uh, Werribee members, make sure you take advantage of Skybus. Karaya Waste Management, uh, clean, efficient and sustainable waste management services. And of course, our terrific uh, venue, Churnsides by the River. We can have your birthday, your business lunch, whatever it is, 97416688 is the number give Deanna ring and uh, put you in the right direction. Another, as I mentioned, nail-biting loss on the weekend. Three points to Collingwood. Uh, Maddie Munro kicked three. Nick Coglin two. Uh, new boy Alex Marclou kicked a couple. Uh, Orgerinus, Malau, Gribble and Riccardi all kicked goals. Uh, but in the end, it was 11-11-77 to 12-8-80. So three points were missed out uh, in the end. Uh, went very, very close. Uh, well, uh, the old missed opportunities. Anyway, we'll talk about uh, that uh, a little later on. Uh, but uh, we've got our Members' Dedication Day coming up. We've got our Ladies' Day coming up. We've got the Auction Night coming Coming up and coming up right now, the man to tell us all about that and more is our CEO. Big W Podcast, uh, let's talk to the CEO of the Werribee Football Club who joins us now, Mark Penalona. Morning, Mark. Morning, Kev. How are you? I'm well, I'm well, I'm well. Now, uh, obviously, last week in the press, a story about, uh, uh, came out of the Brisbane Lions' den about uh, the future of, uh, another question about the future of the competition. So uh, let's address that first up. It seems like two or three times every year this, uh, this same thing comes up, Kev, and... Uh... It's uh, anyway, it's, it's a repeating theme, but um, well, in our meetings with the uh, the AFL, which particularly includes uh, Tristan Solder, who's heading up um, tier two, uh, the VFL, the Needful, and uh, and also the NAB League and Colour Academies, um, we address this situation back to a, um, a review of our license agreement, which occurred uh, earlier this year, and um, we've got full faith in, in what the AFL is telling us in relation to the continuation of the VFL as a status quo. Um, but given the, uh, the the article that occurred on Thursday, decided to revisit that. Uh, I called uh, Tristan Solder up on uh, on late Thursday and he said, look, you know, it's, just a, it's just something that's going to keep popping up. Obviously, the media are always going to have speculation around these sorts of things as well as night grand finals and everything else. Um, and that um, he said that the... Um, and to change their position and sort of um, back to the original status of what we discussed back in, in February this year. Um, and he just sees that um, there wouldn't be any modelling changes occurring, at least in the short term. But certainly the meetings that we've had 
Pretty sure Alec and I met with Tristan a couple of weeks ago. Um, was nothing but positive at the club, and um, as long as we're financially viable, um, we'll be sustainable within the um, in the VFL competition. All right, I guess the uh, the obvious extension of that is uh, how is the club travelling in a, in a financial situation? Are we looking pretty good. Oh, look, it is much more challenging being standalone versus uh, being um, in the fully aligned club. Um, in reality, the differential between being standalone versus an AFL club is through over 6,000 a year through the cold hard facts of it. Um, hence, there's much more uh, reliance around income generation, certainly around membership, has been a much more of a focus of the club for the last um, few years and it continues to do so. And the reliance of people in the local community to get behind us and sponsors alike is critically important, as is uh, we explore other opportunities of income generation outside of our traditional sponsorship match day and, of course, the Tigers Clubhouse. And it's the kind of thing that has to be done uh, irrespective of the, uh, of the the where the club sits in terms of on-the-field performance, which this year has been pretty good. Oh, absolutely, mate. I, was, I couldn't be happy with the uh, the effort that the boys are putting in uh, from Mark Williams and Stuart Ballick down to the players and all the people that support the, the football department. Um, I couldn't be happy about the way they've gone about it, working in a united fashion. And I think the boys have given everything they can. Obviously, execution's not always going to be there, but as long as you've got effort, it's going to carry a long, long way. And um, the games where um, we've previously we've been blown out of the water and, and lost easily, for us to lose six games by 16 points or less shows that the effort's there. Hopefully, uh, we'll get on the other side left and start winning a few of these close games soon. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing that's uh, happening, I'm going to meet one of the new people at the club, uh, Hamish McGuinness, and just to tick on the podcast, but uh, a few new faces uh, around the club now, uh, a bit of a changing of the guard? Yeah, yeah. Hamish has come in and uh, he's looking after a community department. Obviously, Chris Gallagher had been doing that for uh, for many years, and uh, Hamish um, is working a couple of days a week uh, in a head office, but also for us three days a week as well as um, on match day. And, yeah, Hamish has been terrific. He's um, really, you know, questioning me and the club around certain things and why we do it. And Let's look for uh, particular outcomes. And um, he's been a, a breath of fresh air. And um, I know that no doubt he'll be um, making, a, making a real impact on the footy club. Yep. And uh, we've got a new man in the communications department as well. Yeah, yeah, young Aaron Fetter. Uh, Aaron's um, done a lot of uh, local football, local journal as well. Um, and Aaron's been, he's going to be working with us three days a week as well, and also on match day. And um, no doubt working under the guise of a, uh, a media guru such as yourself, Kevin. Oh yeah, right. Uh, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about members' dedication day and ladies' day in the auction. There's a there's a few good events coming up the next couple of weeks. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot happening. We've just obviously finished three home games in a row, and um, and then we've uh, got a break this week, albeit we were at Hunt Road early on, on Sunday, but uh, then coming back to yeah, our membership dedication day. This is a, a new theme for the club, obviously, to recognise our members. We'll be doing, having a cocktail event, plus some um, other giveaways, etc. on the day itself, including um, vouchers to the flight centre and others that will be occurring on the day. We'll also be announcing... Um, our membership referral program winner, that the person who's gone out and attracted the most amount of members, uh, will be announced and be also giving away a $500 Tigers Clubhouse voucher to the winner of that as well. Obviously, Ladies' Day is another big one for the footy club. That'll be happening on the 27th of July. Um, 
Michelle Pierce has been running these events now for uh, seven or eight years. Done a fantastic job assisting the club in regards to fundraising. Um, so no doubt Michelle will uh, put another wonderful event together. And uh, it is a challenge generally to get from one end of the room to the other. Certainly after half time, you have to bank a quarter away to try and get from one end of the room to the other because um, huh. the girls seem to have a very good time. <laughs> yeah, they certainly and do. Certainly, that's right. And then the last one is the auction night, which uh, obviously is a major fundraiser this year. And um, we're aiming to reach uh, around $35,000 set for that function on uh, on August the 3rd. We play Coburg in a day and hopefully we'll kick on at night and um, make a few bucks for a footy club. If anyone wants to donate towards that, then um, please uh, either send me an email or, or give me a call and be uh, be great to hear from you. And the other thing uh, we should mention is the Past Players and Officials Day is uh, also part of that uh, members' uh, dedication day on the on the twentieth against Port Melbourne. Yeah, absolutely. I know that uh, both Jamie Taylor and, and Michael McMaster have been doing a lot of work on that and, and attracting people to that day. And um, hopefully, uh, all the guys from the Past Players and Officials guys can come along and, uh, and enjoy the experience. A lot of them wouldn't have seen the new facility. Uh, Ian Hovey's been doing a power of work to. Um, to get a lot of our memorabilia back up on the walls. They would have seen that the 93 pitches have now been put up and we're working on our, um, our list of trophy winners, best and fairest club champions and premiership photos also. So uh, hopefully it's all done. As I said, Ian's been doing a, a great job putting that together and um, we'll keep building on that as um as the years progress. Yeah, the amount of conversations that I've had of, uh, of recent weeks standing in front of that 93, uh, uh, a big uh, big uh, thing outside the men's toilet as you walk uh, into the other part of the uh, the club has been amazing. Yeah, no, no, it's come up really well and um, continue to be a focus of the club and what we can do both in the foyer and, uh, and in, the, in the background as well and around the coaches' area. So, um, Typically, Kev, everyone's got an opinion, but the good thing is yeah. we are getting very much positive feedback. So um, we'll continue to forge your head. Good stuff. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate your time on the Big W Podcast, as always. Thanks, Kev. See you, boys. See you, mate. W podcast chance to uh, find out about some of the people uh, new to the club and uh, one of those is Hamish McGuinness who joins me right now who's our community development manager. Hello Hamish, how are you? Kev, how you going mate? Good I'm, to be here. I'm going well. Uh, well, I guess uh, for a lot of us we need to we need to fill in the gaps and find out the uh, the Hamish McGuinness story. So um, uh, are you a Melbourne boy? You grew up in Melbourne? Uh, no, I'm actually a Ballarat boy. So I grew up in, um, yeah, up on a farm about 10 minutes, well not really a small hobby farm, about 10 minutes out of Ballarat, so yeah, spent uh, most of my life um, up until the age of 18 there, and then yeah, and then actually went overseas for five years, so but, yeah, I grew up in Ballarat. Okay, so uh, tell us about your footy background, uh, kicking the footy around in the cold, uh, Jew, uh, kicking the Jew off the grass <laughs> as, a, as a junior in Ballarat, were you? Yeah, that's it, Jew off the grass or just kicking the mud um, a lot of the time, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, but no, it was um, so I played at North Ballarat Juniors, so um, I guess had a bit to do with uh, North VSL, I guess through my childhood as well, um, being around that a fair bit. A pretty inclusive club, so um, I guess it's something I'm familiar with. Footy clubs, I've sort of been a part of it my whole life, and then um, actually after high school, I, I swapped codes and went and played um, American football. Um, in college over in the States. So, yeah, had a bit of a different footy path 
than most, I guess you'd say. So how did that happen? How did you go from, uh, and I know a lot of obviously uh, players have done it in the past and uh, very successfully in the, in the Darren Bennett scenario and uh, Severio Rocker and stuff, but how did that happen for you in Ballarat? Um, so I, I always had a decent kick. I mean, it wasn't anything special, but I just, um, I was Googling Nick Davis, who used to play for the um, the Swans in Collingwood um, back in the day, kicked four, I think kicked four in the last quarter in a prelim or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, I remember it well. Something like that, I see it, but I don't believe it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I was looking him up, and yeah, he, I saw he was doing um, this punting business, and um, he'd gone over and he was trying out for some NFL teams, and so I contacted his um, coach, who was Australian, and he sort of said, oh, well, you know, if you want to play in the pros, you, you better off go through the college route um, as an 18-year-old and do university over there and they'll put you on scholarship and all of that. So, yeah, just worked on it for um, three or four years there from about the age of 16. And, and then, yeah, it just kind of came to fruition, I guess, and went over there and had four years at college and um, played every season. And then, yeah, just worked for a year and then came home. What, what, uh, what college you go to, hey? Uh, Jacksonville State. So, oh, okay. um, it's in Alabama. So, yeah. 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 Uh, that one, one of the wilder parts of uh, America's Deep South? Yeah, absolutely. It was very, um, very unique experience and um, very culturally unique as well. So, so did you that have, was awesome. Did you have ambitions uh, through the college period of, of trying to get into the NFL? Was that ever a realistic goal? Or Yeah, absolutely. It definitely was um, a goal of mine. Um, I probably fell short, just short at the end. And um, yeah, but I went through the whole process of combines and, and agents and all that stuff. And um, yeah, just probably in the end didn't get the opportunities that I was looking to get. But um, I think the experience I had as a whole um, is something that, that I can't really replace and I'll cherish forever. So, you know, it was an amazing experience, the whole thing. So, yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, what prompted you to come back uh, to Australia? Um, I just felt like I really hadn't lived in Australia kind of as an adult. I, I'd left at the age of 18. and um, At the time, I was living in Birmingham, Alabama, which is a small city in Alabama. It's like, it was great fun, don't get me wrong. I was doing strength and conditioning work over there, working as a like personal trainer and performance coach. And um, I just felt that the lifestyle in Australia was a bit better and um, I thought, if I'm going to go back, I've got to go back now, and because um, I can't, if I get another visa, I'll be sort of there. So I'm 28, and it's a bit harder to up and go uh, from one side of the world to the other. Um, a bit harder when you're 28 as opposed to 23, yeah. which I was at the time. So I thought I can always go go home and come back if I wanted to. But found my feet back here, and, and absolutely loving what I'm doing now. Oh well, so how do you end up at the Werribee Footy Club? Um, so I got a uh, got a role with with sorry, with um, AFL Victoria um, as a game development officer, and I was, I was living in Yarraville, so I still live in Yarraville. And um, the region I was allocated was um, the um, southwest region, so everywhere from sort of your Williamstown all the way through to Werribee Tarnay area. And so I've been working um, in footy um, pretty much game development officer's role is you're out in the field and getting as many kids playing old kick as you can. So whether that's uh, school clinics, community events um, and the like. So having done that for um, just over a year, about a year and a half, I kind of 
once the role came up, I had a really good understanding of, of kind of local community footy in the region um, and I worked a lot with local clubs and Oscar tennis, so it just kind of made sense for me to, to come to Werribee. Hamish, it's a program that we've been running now for a number of years, and obviously there's there's uh, the challenges uh, are there all the time. But but uh, the the satisfaction of bringing people who've never been sort of involved in the game into the game is is something that I think would do, obviously something that you get a real kick out of. Yeah, absolutely, it's, and it's really something we kind of just found by doing it. Um, you know, it's, it really is amazing when you get um, you sort of work with with a school group or or a community group and um, you more get to know them on a personal level um, and footy sort of secondary and they just can can relate football to sort of a sense of belonging and um, and something fun that they can do. You know, they don't even have to be fans of, of the game and the intricacies of the game, but just um, giving people the opportunity to be a part of something that's, I guess, bigger than themselves and the opportunity to come together with others and have fun. I think that's that's the power of what, what we do in the community space. And I guess conversely, football in terms of uh, of American football probably opened some doors for you when you were in Birmingham, Alabama, and in Jacksonville, and all that sort of thing. So you kind of uh, you've done it yourself, and now you're bringing that expertise and that experience into this role. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think I'm um, I'm so thankful for the opportunities that, that sports provided me in my life um, to do you know travel the world and do all things like that, and it's kind of my way of providing a vehicle um, for others to. Um, get where they want to go in life and I guess you know lots of different people sort of give back in in different ways and mine just kind of happens to be sport and it's something that I know and love and I I feel like it's a great vehicle for for people of all walks of life. And knowing uh, how things work at the Ruby Football Club you've obviously uh, hit the ground running and have had to run very very fast the way uh, Mark Penaluna and the the club works. Yeah yeah it's been um, it's been good so yeah coming in mid-season um always a bit of a challenge I guess you're kind of picking up uh, where someone else left off and then um, so kind of seeing what's working and what's not and um, also learning learning on the job I guess you'd say so yeah it's been it's been a really good first four weeks and um, absolutely looking forward to the rest of the season and beyond. Uh, and uh, you know the, the the looks on the face of those kids at halftime in Oz kick games and stuff that's just absolutely priceless. Yeah it is absolutely and it's um, I think when you're when you're a bit older, you sort of tend to forget how special that is. Um, but for them, that yeah, it's just it's amazing for them to, to be out there at halftime and and all the people and the you know the music and um, being on such a nice ground. Um, it, it really is. I think we tend to forget how how fun that is as a kid and how much they love it. So yeah, it really is really is good. And uh, some big things coming up for the next couple of weeks at a few of our home games. Yeah, so we've got the biggest one coming up is. Um, on the 27th against Frankston, we have um, Diversity Day. So, yeah, it's going to be a great day. We're going to have a curtain raiser, a WRFL women's match between um, Caroline Springs and Werribee Centrals. And um, then we're going to have a bunch of um, international food vendors, international drinks, and um, we're going to have some day for multicultural ambassadors here for an afternoon tea. Um, and it's also Ladies Day as well, so there'll be... There'll be plenty, plenty going on that day, that's for sure. Lots to see, lots to do. Hey, mate, uh, welcome to the club. It's great to have you on board, and uh, we look forward to working with you much, much more in the future, and uh, thanks for your time today on the podcast. Absolutely, Kev. Appreciate it, mate.
My thanks to Mark Penaluna and to Hamish. Welcome to the club, Hamish. I reckon you're going to have a great time. And, of course, uh, that extends uh, to all those events that Mark was talking about and also, Hamish, the uh, big uh, members' dedication day and our diversity day coming up, our ladies' day on the 27th, our past players' day, which, of course, is all part of that uh, game against Port Melbourne, and our auction night on August the 3rd. All the details, of course, on the Facebook page and on the website. Check out uh, everything you need to know there. And, uh, of course, the other uh, big news, of course, is that uh, we're brought to you by some terrific sponsors who we want you to support, and that is the Australian building company, ABC Homes. Unbelievable prices. You can bet on that. Check out their website, and you'll get all the details of that 99K offer for first home buyers. Skybus, fast, frequent, and affordable airport transfers. You see the buses all around Werribee heading to the uh, to the airport. Uh, 1-300-267-4696 is the number to get in touch with Corio Waste Management, wm.com.au And, of course, if you've got any event coming up and you want to check out whether we've got the right venue for you, I think we do. It's called Churnsides by the River, and you can give us a buzz on 974166688. Sunday at Punt Road, nice and early at uh, 10 past 10 to take on Richmond. We hope to see you there. If not, we'll see you back at Avalon Airport Oval the week after when we take on Port Melbourne. Go the Big W.